0: Mark Animal Mac Young talking to you about Heroes 101 Radio. Give them a listen. Welcome to Heroes One O One Radio. Thank you, uh thank you very much, Mark the Animal Mark Young from uh, No Nonsense Martial Arts. So we are, we are Heroes One O One, welcome back again We're the uh, the only shun that will Facebook friends who managed to get those Thursday night Star Wars tickets. You know what I'm talking about. So uh, I am uh, I'm the guy that they call Spectre from the uh, from the East Coast from the New York uh, New York Initiative, and joined as ever by my lovely co-host from San Francisco. It's rock and roll. Good evening.
1: Good evening.
0: How are you doing, my dear?
1: I'm doing I'm doing really well. I'm really jealous about your tickets. I need to pick mine up. But
0: oh,
1: uh man. yeah yeah I'm sorry the 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 site I was speaking with Baroness Blackheart. Um, from uh, She's a real-life supervillain, and she said that she was trying to get them online, and the the site crashed, whatever site she was going to. <laughs> yeah. So she had to go down to the theater to pick up her ticket in person.
0: Yeah, it's been absolute Star Wars mania, hasn't it, since uh, yep. the trailer released last night as well, which... I don't know about you, but I, um, I I told myself I wasn't going to watch the trailer because if there was any kind of a spoiler in there, I just didn't want to see it. And I lasted about minus 0.8 nanoseconds before I was playing that video. <laughs> and, uh, man, it looks just incredible.
1: Oh, man. You know what? I, and I'm like you. I won't watch a ton of trailers because, I, you know, I'll remember what I saw and I'll think, oh, wait a minute, but this is going to be coming up. And it will ruin it for me. But, yeah, there's no way we can miss these Star Wars trailers. I'm sorry. I I don't care how much it ruins it for me. I I still want to see the trailers. Because it's too long between now and
0: Christmas. And you know what? I I would hug J.J. Abrams for his... uh... (laughs) <laughs> His discretion in, in the kind of stuff he's putting in the trailers. I mean, maybe there are smarter people out there than me who watched it and went, oh, my God, this is obviously going to happen. But for me, I just watched it and said, holy crap, this is going to be a good movie.
1: Right, right. And, you know, I'm a big fan of J.J. J. Abrams. So when they said he was going to do the movie, I thought, hell, yeah. I, I like that guy. I love what he did with, I don't care if there were too many solar flares, with Star Trek, you know. Um and I I've been a big fan of Lost forever. So yeah. the fact that he gets my childhood memories and gets to, you know, create new ones it's it's that's fine. I'd hug JJ just to hug him.
0: Yeah, and you know, I don't know whether you ever saw there was a, a reel that was shown at San Diego Comic Con of um of, of, but it was basically, you know, there were all those memes when Star Wars Episode Seven was first announced, and it was like a, a green or a blue screen, and it said the set of Star Wars Episode Seven underneath, and it was all, you know, <laughs> poking fun at the fact it was all just going to be CGI and nothing else and a bunch of crap. And uh, so J.J. J. Abrams released a reel at uh, San Diego Comic Con, which kind of. Uh, Flew in the face of that, and it was all about like the the carpenter who was making the the Millennium Falcon set, and
2: you know the wow. characters that they
0: were creating, like the aliens uh, and the masks and the uh, animatronics and things, and the fact that everything was real and tangible, and the actors were on real sets, and 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 you know it it, it literally had me in tears watching that <laughs> watching that real, thinking, oh my God, this is really going to be another Star Wars movie. It's not going to be another Phantom Menace, you know.
1: Right. Right, another actual Star Wars. I'm, I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We're, anyway, if we we could talk about Star Wars. Right, I was just going to
1: say but... we need to have another show just based on that, and just warn everyone: this one's for nerds like us. So if you're not into Star Wars, you can skip this one. <laughs> but yeah, but tonight, yeah. <laughs> we're tonight we're uh we're doing another show.
0: We are. And, uh, you know, before we get into that, for anyone who's wondering, who the hell are you people? Um, why did I tune into this thing with these crazy geeks talking about Star Wars um, and apparently something else? So we are the uh, the Initiative Collective, and, and I say that in, with some hesitation because last week we weren't. Um, we were previously known as the Hero Initiative Group and uh, known before that as the Initiative Collective. Uh, that, Without boring people with long, boring histories, um, the name was taken by another group and it was given back again, and uh, we decided to go back to the original name. So the Initiative Collective is a bunch of volunteers and, and people involved in community outreach projects and it can be anything from uh, environmental projects to homeless outreach to public safety patrols to free self defense seminars to needle pickups and 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 a whole bunch of stuff in between we we're not uh, we we don't get bored very often um
2: and no. <laughs> we're a, a
0: global group we have groups across the united states we have groups in in london in the uk as well and um Essentially, we're just a bunch of people who try to make our communities a better place through through whatever means we can. Um and the point of this radio show, Heroes 101 Radio, is to uh, hopefully inspire and motivate people with uh, good news stories to combat some of the doom and the gloom that you might read in newspapers or on your, your news websites um, and put a bit more of a positive spin on life and, and hopefully, in the long in the long game, inspire people to uh, maybe do something a little heroic themselves and, and come back and tell us about it.
1: Right. That's our motto, be your own hero. And if we can help, let us know.
0: Yes, and also if you want to help us, let us know as well. You know, we we uh, you know with this whole name change thing, I think it's kind of put us uh, back in the public eye a little bit. But we've had a good number of people who have actually stepped forward and said, you know what, you know, I. I whether they're they're able bodied or not you know they they have everybody has a skill set everybody has something to offer in in some way shape or form you know whether it's the you know the the martial arts nuts who are very well trained and very capable right through to people who could just help us uh answer emails and and do promotion on the web and so on you know remotely that you know they don't even need to leave their seats so uh, whatever your skill set if you do want to be involved in, in some of the projects that we'll be talking about over the next uh, few shows then Getting in contact and we would love to hear from you.
1: We're pretty darn easy to work with and uh, chances are we've got a branch in your area or we'll be starting a branch in your area so, uh, you know, if, if like you said, if there's, there's some way that you want to contribute we've got so many avenues to go down and we would love for this to just grow to where you know there's one right around the corner from you. Isn't that the idea? Just knowing that, that these, you know, heroic acts can happen anywhere because we're
0: everywhere. Absolutely, and you know what? We've we've had some really, really inspiring interactions this year on the radio show. We had, you know, just in the last couple of shows, we had uh, Chase Masterson from Deep Space Nine and and her group, the uh, the the uh, Pop Culture Anti Anti Bullying Coalition, who who do a lot of work around uh, trying to, to stop bullying in in various forms. Um, and in the last show, we had um, a, a couple of people who were very, very active in terms of uh, stopping human trafficking and, and essentially human trafficking leading towards a sex trade, um, one of whom was a, a pro bono lawyer uh, who helps out uh, women women who have been uh, in, in situations of abuse in New York City as well. So, um, you know, even if it's uh, programs that we're not directly involved with, we, we've had some uh, interactions with some pretty amazing groups out there. So... Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's inspired me, if nothing else.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, our guests, you know, we think that they're going to be just sharing a lot of info. And at the end of the show, we're, we're you know, it's sad that it happens this late at night because I feel like I'm raring to go. Now I want to go out and do something. And so uh, I like just re-listen to the show in the morning and then get inspired again because they're pretty, they're pretty informative and they're pretty inspirational. And we have them all on archives. So you should check them out.
0: Yes, yeah, on uh, iTunes and Blog Talk Radio, and we post up links all the time. So follow us on Facebook, uh, Hero One's, Heroes 101 Radio, if if you will, um, and we'll uh, spam the hell out of you. <laughs> You'll be sick of it <laughs> in a week. <laughs> but, no, but seriously,
1: uh, one thing I do want to say is that, you know, I, I listen to a lot of radio shows that uh, just blab for, um, you know, an hour or two or whatever their, you know, their time length is. And, you know, if you want to laugh, yeah, they're good. They're good for a few laughs. But uh, when you come away, you're just going, okay, that was two hours I want back (laughs) of my time. If if you listen to our show, which is usually 90 minutes long – We always try to impart some, like we said, some information or inspiration to you. Um, And it's all geared toward helping out your community, ways to serve your community, and it helps you out too. So, really, you can learn anything from basic self defense, you know, ideas, de escalation, um, how to put together, you know, community events. In your area, and oh gosh, so much more. There's, there's, it's, we've been going over for two and a half years now, so there are so many shows. Just check us out. Check out our archive.
0: And uh, if uh, if you're listening in tonight, uh, you can give us a call to talk to us. Um, if you fancy asking us or or our guests tonight any questions, we're on uh, area code three four seven three two six nine eight two seven. So that's three four seven. Three two six nine eight two seven, or you can also join us in the chat room. And we have a whole bunch of stuff going in there. I hadn't even looked, but uh, <laughs> we have uh, a whole bunch of good people in the chat room as well, including our, uh, our number one guest and our team captain from a recent event.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. we got That recent event was something we're still cleaning the dirt off of. I'm not kidding. I kept my shoes. We'll get get into more about that, but I kept my muddy shoes and and they look great. But uh, you know, we put them on today, and there's still a little tiny bit of mud. Ah, I got biased, and I should have known. And we were steeped in mud up to our what was it up to up to your chin at one point? Well, because you're crawling oh, through man. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that was the warrior dash, and with that, should we bring our guest on?
2: Yes, please. Let's do it.
1: Okay, as soon as she is in the chat room right now, and uh, so whenever she feels like calling in, we'll bring her on, but uh, (laughs) why did you do this Warrior Dash? I I just want to know. You know, Spectre, it's You're all the way in New York, and the Warrior Dash was in Tennessee. Why did you come all the way out of Tennessee to do that?
0: Well, you know what? Actually, I have a feeling. Mm -hmm. I need to check this, but I have a feeling the first ever um, Heroes 101 show that I hosted, and I know I was on as a guest sometime quite a while before that, but I think the first ever show I hosted was was the – the one that was must have been a little over a year ago, where we actually had Misfit and, and White Scorpion on talking about the work, the, the Warrior Dash that you guys had just done, and I, I have a feeling I opened my big mouth then and said, "Oh, next time you guys do that, I'd love to be involved," and, uh, and you know, typical, I, I actually got called out on my bullshit and. Uh, and was actually told, "Right, come on then, let's do this." And, uh, right,
3: you know. that's pr- we're gonna.
1: You know what? We're gonna have to play that again. I I should have loaded up that that uh soundbite of you <laughs> saying, oh, "I'd love to." That's great. I'm thinking that's because you don't know what the hell you're getting yourself into, buddy. But that's okay. You know, <laughs> you'll learn. Um yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I I think we've got them. I think we've got the two team captains. I'll let you introduce them.
0: Oh man, so. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think I introduced Misfit really badly um, when we did a, a, a show on uh, fitness, and, and <laughs> I think I did a really horrible job back then, and it may have been even been bordering on offensive, but uh, you know, Misfit, yeah, maybe not. I, I have a nice accent. It kind of covers up any offense.
1: Well, there you, calls, <laughs> there you go. There you
0: go. Oh, uh, okay. No, no, with all joking aside, Misfit and, and White Scorpion have been leading the Warrior Dash team, the St. Jude's Warriors team, uh Misfits for Life for uh what five years now and uh are just hugely inspirational, both in terms of the the work they do, you know, the, the fitness levels preparing for it and, and the way they've uh, they've managed and helped the team. So uh welcome welcome Misfit and uh and White Scorpion. Thank
3: you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Here
0: you
3: go, <laughs> Well, what it been a plus I wasn't sure if uh, the white scorpion was on or not, so I was ready to, to hear him say hi.
4: It's showing that he's here. Are you here, white scorpion? Oh yeah,
5: I'm I'm here guys. Oh there you go. There you go.
2: Yes. Oh
3: my gosh. Well so thank you for having us on. Um again this year and uh you know what tickles me is I I thought I saw a post that a year ago, Simon, you actually talked about doing wanting to do the mudline with us and uh and that was on this radio show. We were told we were doing sort of a post uh talk about it and uh at that time you were talking about doing it with us and, and then fast forward here we are a year later and, and you did it.
0: Right, and uh, you know what? I must admit, I don't regret it for a second. It was a, <clears throat> it was a hell of a ride. Um,
3: <laughs> but uh,
0: you know, it was. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, you know, I, uh, I must say, it's great to have you guys on, and and uh, we have uh, extended the invitation out to other people on our Warrior Dash team, who, I must say, were a pretty universally awesome team this year, and, <laughs> and some of the best people I've ever worked with. So uh, hopefully, some of them will uh, give us a call in a bit later as well.
3: I'm sorry, yeah yeah you know, it was it was an incredible
1: team yeah, yeah simon you you didn't just do it, you did the hell out of it, I mean, <laughs> you were neck and neck there with uh fundraising, you know against our team leader, miss Fit, you know, so for a minute, I thought you were gonna pass her up in fundraising and and it was pretty pretty tight, but you, you did it, yeah, she did it actually so.
0: Yeah, I, I have a feeling I was suckered into that one. I think that was a that was a I was conned there. I think I was just made to feel like I was in the lead and then crushed it at the last second. You know. It's so right. know. Simon, how much?
5: Simon, how much did you raise again?
0: I think it was a hair. Don't
5: don't the, act like you don't don't act like you don't know <laughs> down to a penny.
0: i
3: yeah.
0: I think it was around four thousand four hundred. It was uh, pretty significant.
5: Pretty significant. Yeah, it I'd was say hard. so.
3: raised by Simon. First year and he killed it. And he actually was in the lead for quite some time. Um, And it was just so awesome to see. And I have to say, Simon, congratulations on winning the top TV fundraisers uh, Cardillo custom weight belt.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I must admit I'm genuinely excited about that. You know, And I must say, and I guess we'll talk about training in a minute, but for me, this was one of the first times I've ever really got into weightlifting, and I I was very, very paranoid about things like rope climbs and uh, things that required a bit more upper body strength, which was not my forte at all. And, um, you know, I was lifting a lot of weights, and actually, you know, for the first time I I, I felt the need for a weight belt. So uh, I'm certainly going to appreciate that that, that gift. That's very, uh, very kind.
3: Well, good. Well, I'm I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about you having one of those belts too. They're such they're such great belts, and and you have to experience them uh, experience it to know what I'm talking about. But congratulations and thank you for joining us because um, it was a tremendous effort. And this year's team, I mean, we raised twenty five thousand three hundred and seventy seven dollars. Woo! 25,000. Awesome. twenty five thousand we've never um i i never would have imagined in in my secret like fantasy dream i wanted to uh to reach you know twenty five thousand but we never even put it out there because it felt like such a huge number and and it is it's a it's a big number for uh for a team like ours and uh you know, as each week passed, different people stepped up and, and pushed and uh, were leading the team and fundraising. You know, each week we seemed to have a, a new leader. Rock um, jumped in and, and gave away every possible birthday gift that she could have gotten this year, went to the Kids of St. Jude uh, in donations, and, she, you know, Rock, you kicked – but and um it it seemed that everybody at a different time throughout this whole process was raising money like crazy. Uh and uh that's what got us to the twenty five thousand dollar number. It's just a total team effort. Uh it was really cool to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Admit, as you say, I, I was blown away. You know, we, we, we hit the uh and, and I, I was actually surprised when we we surpassed the previous years, you know, eighteen thousand that the, you, you guys raised. Um, and I actually thought that was an ambitious goal. But uh, <clears throat> when when you guys then set the bar up to twenty five grand, I was literally thinking, there, there's no way we're going to meet that. <laughs> it's completely unrealistic. And yet, yeah, we did it.
3: Yeah.
5: I think we had mm-hmm. ten people on our team that raised over a thousand each, and. That that's remarkable because that's um that's never happened. We've never had that many people step up uh in that way. Yeah. Brock, what do you think? You, it's it's the first time that you really just went for it in such a big way.
1: You know, you I set think your, you
5: set your goal at a thousand and you Yeah and you like got that like in a few days or something.
1: Yeah, uh, I got close to it on the first day, which was, you know what it was, too. I mean, I have to admit, though, it was it, it fell on my birthday, you know, when I started fundraising. And that helped because, you know, people who wanted to get you a gift or wanted to do something, um, they thought, eh, I can donate $10, you know, for this is my birthday. So that really, really helped out. Um, but I think, and I think I said this in the video that I put up uh, asking for the donations, that it was... If they really stop and think about it, it wasn't giving me a present. It was doing something for these children um, and and trying to help St. Jude's help the families of those children. And when you put it that way, then people thought, you know, I, I'm not just giving her a birthday present. I'm actually doing something really good with my money. And I think that's what got to most of the people that, that donated. For me, Well, you
5: know, when, when Bug did his fundraising, Night Bug, when he did his fundraising, <laughs> he... <laughs> He Let's set his goal out to uh, crush you, I believe. I think yeah. that was his intent. So yeah. sort of a, a less, a less noble uh, sort of pitch. Yeah, but, um, see, that's why appealed, it appealed <laughs> to his yeah. fan base, I suppose.
4: I, I thought I thought everyone would be up for a good fight, but uh, I, apparently not. Yeah. Oh, right,
1: next
5: year. Next
4: year, you yeah, gonna, you're, see, gonna
5: yeah. to, you're gonna have to crush her in some other way, I suppose.
1: Oh yeah, good luck. He's been trying yeah. for twenty years. Good luck, buddy. <laughs>
0: so you know, um, no! maybe, maybe for the uh, – and I guess there might be a couple <laughs> of people listening in who uh, who you know don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> maybe it's worth us just doing a quick yeah, recap. Yeah,
5: some, and... some of the, I'm sure some of the people that are talking on the show right now don't know what they are talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the time. All
1: <laughs> a distinct
0: possibilities.
1: So, so can you tell us, Misfit? How did you get? And by the way, Misfit is a real life superhero. Um, and if you've never met her, she how tall are you? Because you can't be five feet tall. Are you five feet tall?
3: I, I I'm taller than five feet tall. I'm five right, really? foot one and a half. I'm almost five two. Rock. Okay, she's almost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's she's so tiny. It's because when you see her picture, because she's a professional bodybuilder, she was Miss Olympia runner up, and she's just a badass. So when you see her picture, you're thinking, I'm gonna meet this woman, and I swear to God, she's gonna be six foot five, right? <laughs> and then when you meet her, you're like, "Oh my god, she's like this tiny ball of energy who could still kick your ass." But you know what I mean? It's, it's you're you're so much shorter. But um, what made you decide? Uh, because I remember, but our listeners don't. What made you decide to do this? Because this is what our fourth
3: fourth year, almost fifth. First, is this is I our can't... fourth year. Yeah, fourth year. Okay. Honestly, the the this, there are a couple of things that drove. My desire to do this, but the the ultimate goal and i is two parts for me: one it's my mission to do whatever I can to help inspire people to get fit now. I don't mean to my level or what I do necessarily, but just to sort of get involved in physical fitness and uh physical activity uh so that they feel good, they feel strong, they feel empowered, they feel good about themselves, they feel healthy, they have a sense of wellness, and then they can go out and share that with the world, because I think, you know, being healthy is so crucial to uh, everyday life, And, and then being fit, fitness gives me a very positive outlook on life. It makes me feel like I can take on a lot of different challenges if there's a psychological aspect that is such a huge benefit. Um, And when you feel good about yourself, you put good energy out. So my mission is to share that part of my life with other people as much as I can so that they feel good about themselves and they feel independent and strong and positive and, and they share that energy with others. So I wanted uh, to find a way to get people to consider fitness and and challenging themselves. Um, And one of the ways that was great to have fun doing it and the warrior dash, and I saw that, and I saw that they were partnered with St. Jude, which is also something that's important to me in the sense that St. Jude fights cancer. Well, Uh, I knew. Hey,
5: hey, hey, uh, Ms. So let me ask you. So, uh, just on that first point, you know, you're talking about um, getting everyone motivated to be fitter. Um, what about uh, what about you guys, Rock, Simon? Did you feel inspired to? Did, did this push you beyond your normal um, boundaries?
0: Oh my god! Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell
1: yeah! Oh oh yeah yeah. Yeah. I, I I tried to make myself get close to puking every time I went, no, seriously, every time I went out to go do any type of, there was this hill. I think we named it Mount Doom, uh, up in the Oakland Hills. And you know, the last time I tried to do a warrior dash, cause I did one with you guys successfully. And then the second time a hill took me out and so did dehydration and, and I was pissed cause I wanted to finish with the rest of the team. So I told myself that's never going to happen again. And I knew that this, this, one in Tennessee had hills, and it had hella hills. Um, so I would go out. Uh, I don't how many nights a week? Three, four nights a week, at least. And we'd look at that hill, and I'd go, "Screw you!" It became this entity to me that was it wasn't going to take me down this time. So I, I go, "I don't care if I feel like throwing up. I gotta make that damn hill at least." And I gotta tell you, the day of the race, and I just told this tonight, bug. I felt more healthy than I'd felt in years. I felt great. I felt like I could go on, and we did. We stayed up till what midnight, Specter? Just goofing off. I felt Eating great. Pie. Eating pie. We we went out and we bought four pies. Was it four pies, three pies, I don't know, something <laughs> it was like a that.
5: Ridiculous amount of. Pie it was ridiculous. <laughs> for four people. But, so you didn't you but, didn't you didn't puke on the race course, but you no. party till you puked.
1: Party till yeah, you know yeah, with pie because we're we're ooh, watch out for us. But yeah, you you inspired me because you were putting up videos, Misfit, and you too, um, White Scorpion. You guys were putting up these videos, and I'm like, yeah, push yourself because you know what? Out there, nobody's nobody's going to be able to help. You know, we help each other out, but nobody's going to be able to give you that extra energy except yourself, so you need to really get your ass out there and make sure you have enough of it, get used to it. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, thank you for that.
0: Yeah and I must my my journey was was kind of similar you know and I'd been doing a reasonable amount of cardio I'd, I ran a 10k 2 weeks before and and it was also lots of hills so you know the the running didn't bother me too much but the um the strength requirements you know the idea of climbing a rope I, I hadn't even tried to climb a rope since I was about 7 years old and then I got about an inch off the ground and fell off the rope you know that's that's not my strength my strength at all um And, yeah, you know, I I literally, I I installed some uh, pull-up bars in my basement, and I was uh, the first, probably the first month, I couldn't do a single pull-up. I was just, you know, I was, I mean, A, I was overweight, and it was a lot of weight to pull up, and B, I had zero upper body strength, and it just sucked. It was soul-destroying. Um, but you know, three months down the line, I'm doing 40 pull-ups on the thing, and and I feel wow. I feel like a different person, and, and you know, and and I always oh, so feel like shit. I don't look too much different, but it it really made a huge difference to me mentally. Wait,
5: wait, That's I want to hear. this you. Though.
0: You went from zero to
5: 40 pull-ups.
0: Yeah, yeah.
5: That's wow. pretty amazing.
0: <laughs> and that was literally just getting up every day 5:30 a.m. before work, trying to drag my fat. But up onto oh, telephone. my God. Shut
1: up. <laughs> you, you killed it on that course. You were, like, way ahead, and then you'd have to come back, you know, and help other people way ahead and come back. And, um, in fact, my one of my favorite moments was when you came back, and right before Goliath, I think you have to go up the front uh, the, to get to Goliath. Don't you have to go up the ropes? You do, right? You had to go yeah. up the ropes. There was, you, me, and Bug were lined up, all three of us, and we go, okay, let's do this together. And I'm like, there's no flipping way I'm going to be able to do this with these two other strong guys. And we all did. We just scaled the rope wall together to get to the top of that thing. And I was like, hell yeah.
4: (laughs) Because you thrive on competition. Yeah, well, you know. In all things. Yeah, well, so.
1: (laughs) Anyway... um, yeah, the the whole. If anybody wants to do, if anybody's thinking about doing one of these, and you're going, no way, no way. You know what? Come on, man. I'm i and I'm saying my age here. I'm 53 years old, and I'm um I'm not sedentary, but I was getting kind of, well, less active than I really wanted to be. But training for this, it gave you a goal, and it it made you feel good, you know, to get that win. And when you keep getting more wins, you keep trying to do more. So right now we're looking for the next thing we can do because we got that win, so we're going, okay, what do we do next? Anyway,
0: my advice. I'd say as well, the the, the St. Jude's as a charity, I know you kind of touched on it earlier on in terms of the the whole cancer thing, but I've never... I've never worked with a ch- with a charity which has inspired people so much to give, and, and and you know when you look at what they do, I mean, a it, it's essentially free cancer care for children and and children with cancer and and other terminal diseases. So, literally, parents can send their their extremely ill kids to St Jude's. They get world class cancer treatment, for, and they they never receive a bill. You know for for either the kids' treatment, the parents staying there in the hospital with the kids, you know, the, the level of care they get is incredible. Um, and they also take the uh, the research that they do during that cancer treatment and feed it back into cancer research organizations looking for a cure as well. So, you know, when you factor in free health care for extremely sick, extremely brave kids with cancer research and looking for a cure for cancer, who's going to say no to that? It's It yeah. seems like a no-brainer, you know.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, well, I'm I'm delighted that 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 one of my um you know you know you sort of have these flashbacks of things that you saw when you do the event. I at least I do, and there are moments that that I capture that I remember and I take with me, and they're just awesome. And there's a, a memory that I have of watching you rock scale that wall with that rope. <laughs> these are these are intimidating walls for anybody, including me. you know there's a moment when you come up against this wall and there is nothing but rope there are no there's nothing to hold you but your upper body strength and your your will to scale it and so you think about it for a second, and I do too and i do i mean i'm intimidated to watch you grab that rope and and I'm going to do this, and go all the way up, nonstop, like it's, it was nothing. You made it look like it was nothing. It just, just so cool. And then there was another moment where I looked back, and I don't know, I think it was an, another wall or something we were climbing, where I looked back and I saw Simon, uh, Bug, and Chuck Van Patten, our, new, our other new team member. Uh, coming up a wall, the three of them just finishing scaling it, and the looks on your faces was just so <laughs> cool to me, and I'll, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it to just watch, watch um, my people. You know, um, which is how I feel about it. So to just tackle these things. Like yeah, what's next? I'm just ready for the next thing. It's just I'll never <laughs> forget how awesome that 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 looked to me. Yeah, There's, I got we a know.
5: question for you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, to dropped. No, no, no. What's what what was what was everyone's? Uh, Simon, I know you hadn't done one of these before. Was there anything that you were intimidated by, and and if so, what was that? And then what was your favorite thing in the race?
0: Well, you know, uh, yeah, so I'm I i was, I, I'm not good with heights at all. And, uh, and I was intimidated <laughs> by the, the the obstacle called the Great Warrior Wall. And I don't know how tall that was. I think it's probably 30 feet or something, right? But it, to me it looked it's like about 40. Like, 2,000.
1: I looked it up, it's, it was like 40 feet.
0: Okay, yeah, uh-huh. that's, that's pretty high. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you had yeah. to climb uh-huh. that vertical wall with a rope and then, you know, as you say, kind of down the other side is is a challenge. Um and you know coming into it everyone was saying to me a warrior dash is no big thing it's really safe you know it's compared to a spartan race it's just a walk in the park um and as we were coming up to the great warrior wall a girl had jumped over a much much smaller obstacle and literally broken her ankle and was laying on the floor in agony while the medics were coming and uh you know you you have to sign a waiver as well as, as everyone on this this show knows um and the waiver literally says that you're not going to sue them if you injure yourself or die. <laughs> and, uh, right. And, you know, that, that's running through my head, as, as Misfits said. You're you're climbing just purely on a rope to this thing which is 40 foot tall, and you could so easily just fall and, and break your neck on that thing. Um, mm. But I must admit, you know, that that was in my head as a, as I was leading up to that obstacle. But but actually, I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. You know, I think that the challenge of taking on something. Uh, you know, that, that scares you, quite frankly. I was terrified of some of these obstacles, but the challenge of taking them on and, and succeeding and beating that, you know, there's nothing like that, I don't think.
5: Yeah. You know... Well, Simon, I've... you showed that course who was
2: daddy, though. <laughs> 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 yeah, you did. you yes, did. Yeah.
0: You know what, you know, though? What I, I must admit, I right think my up. my favorite um, moment of the, of the whole day, and, and I, I have to say, I loved that course. I, I just had a great time. You know, it was... I made the stupid mistake of of seeing it as a race at the beginning and zooming off on my own. Got over the first obstacle and thought, wait a minute, I've just left my my entire team behind, and and the whole thing <laughs> I was looking forward to was doing the race with my team, and uh, and I had the best time just with everyone else, everyone helping each other, you know, everyone helping me when I got stuck in the mud, you know. Um, but my favorite moment, and I'll let you describe it, Rock, was was Rock on uh, on Goliath, um, yeah. on on the plank because. You know, oh, yeah. for me, that was again just someone <laughs> conquering so, something that was a real phobia, right?
1: Yeah, Goliath. Now, what Goliath is is well, you have to scale it with the ropes. So the the first part of it, you have to get up the structure. It's a um, it's over a two story structure, and and you have to scale it with the ropes and climb up this wall. And then once you get to the top, there are these planks. And I forget how wide. How wide would you guys say the planks are?
4: Maybe four inches?
1: No, it's a little thick. Six. So maybe six-inch plank or so, something like that. Anyway, there's planks. There are several planks, and they go across. Uh, underneath is seven feet of water, I was reading. But the planks are also, uh, they call them two-story planks. So it's two stories above seven feet of water. And it, you got to get to the other side so that you can slide down this giant slide into eight feet of mud. But the uh, the planks. Now, anytime I'd watch a movie, I'm, I'm also acrophobic like like Spectre. There, in fact, there was one obstacle that I actually had to walk around because I looked at it and I started getting vertigo just because I climbed up to the top. And be, it was the cargo net. Remember that the chaotic cargo, you guys, where you just I think I think Barbara. Super super Latina, she rolled across the net. But I saw that, and I got to the top of it, and I went, I started getting vertigo. And I went, whoa, I'm starting to get dizzy. This isn't good. I got to get... So I I got back down. I actually had to walk around that one. But um, whenever I'd see a movie where there were planks, and you had to, to walk across some plank to save your life over some chasm, you know, some dangerous drop below... I would always turn to my husband and I'd say, yeah, I'd I'd be dead. Sorry. Yeah, couldn't do it. No, you got to leave me behind. Uh, It'll never work. Um, Because I have, I I get that, I get that vertigo. And then I start getting, my head starts getting a little dizzy. And so when I I knew Goliath was next to the last um, obstacle, and I knew that those planks were there, and I thought to myself, I'm really going to miss the rest of the team sliding down that thing because there's no way in God's green earth that I am going across those planks. There's no way. There's no way I can't do it. But when we scaled the wall together, Spectre, Bug, and I, you know, I was up there, and I'm like, I'm up there. And for two seconds, I looked at that ladder on the side. It's an escape ladder for those who decide they're not going to do the plank. And I told Bug, I'm going to go back down. And then I stood there for like a minute more, and I went, you know what, if you don't conquer this, it's going to bug you for the rest of your life. Fr- it really would. I'm one of those people. <laughs> if you don't stand up to those bullies now, right? <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> they're going to be you the rest of your right? life. And so I went, I'm just going to do this. And I did it. And I held on to the, the planks. And I, I was kind of shaking inside. But Bug was behind me. And when I was getting to the end of it, I go, Specter, Specter, can you grab me? Can you grab me, please? Because I knew that once I, you know, got to the end, someone would have to hold on to me. And he put his arm out, and it was, it was, it was a really cool moment. I don't think you realize what it was for me, Specter, but it was that was awesome because I felt like I got these guys got me. I got them. It's all good. So that helped out right there. But well, that wasn't was yeah, you.
4: that sure now wasn't.
1: No, nah, not at all. <laughs> 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 Overcoming a nightmare obstacle for me—a a literal. Those are my nightmares. Yeah, yeah. That was. It wasn't such a chore, sure. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, know, yeah, what,
0: yeah, it, it doesn't matter whether it's you know it's mountain climbing or it's just some obstacle made out of wood. You know, someone, someone facing their fear and conquering it is is bravery. You know that 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 counts for a lot in my book. So uh, kudos. And I've got to ask um, Nightbug, what, what was what was the um, motivational thing that you were doing on that plank just before that?
1: Oh, that jerk.
4: <laughs> the motivational thing I was doing.
1: You were jumping up and down on it, going. Oh, oh strong bridge, Doctor Jones. <laughs> strong bridge. It was terrible. I'm going to stop jumping up and down on this plank, you jerk. You know, but <laughs> but yeah. After that, he realized I was actually really scared, so he he, he yeah. got behind me and helped me out. So <laughs> yeah,
4: I should I should point out how dumb I actually am. I I was behind Rock the whole time. Which meant I decided not to use the hand the handholds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: So so I, you're
1: Spider Man.
4: Oh, oh yeah, whatever. You know, this
1: stuff was all fun to him. He loved it. He loved it. What was your least favorite misfit? I didn't even get to ask you that. What was your least favorite?
3: My least favorite? Oh god. Yeah. Uh, I you know what I I I kind of liked them all. <laughs> I like, I like, um, I like physically challenging myself with something completely new. And you know, the white scorpion and I trained outside of the gym for a solid month. And you know, I'm always in the gym. You know, I'm there for 45 minutes every day, and that's my my comfort, my uh, peaceful place. And uh, because we knew we were dealing with hills, we just did the running, and we just did the hills, and that was torture. I mean, running for me is torture, but running uphill is like,
2: oh, it's, yeah. it's a
3: killer. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you that even though um, it was torture doing it, I this is the first time I did the obstacle course that I wasn't sore afterwards. Oh, Not see? one muscle, which which is very unusual. You know, people, I think people look at me and think, well, you train all the time, and I do, so you don't get sore or whatever. But this kind of training is so difficult from what I do when I'm in the gym lifting weights as a bodybuilder. Um, mm-hmm. And when you run, your muscles bounce uh, and vibrate in a way that's very different from any other type of functional training. And so every time I've done this course, the previous three years, after every run, I have a certain amount of body soreness all over. But this year, nothing. And I really believe that it was the fact that we challenged ourselves to the uphill uh, running and the downhill running that changed everything. Oh,
5: yeah. Uh, Yeah. We did did all our our running this year on on hills, either up or down. Uh, We didn't we really didn't do very much on the way of flat running, but uh, Ms. Fit, I got to ask you because I think there there was one thing that um, maybe you weren't intimidated by, but there's something that always concerns you, and that's the uh, the slide being dropped into eight feet of uh, uh. muddy water, uh. right? And, and reason yeah. too, right?
3: That's true. Well, I um, yeah, you know that that slide is no joke. That slide is is so fast, um, so I always get a, a little nervous, a little scared of that slide. And then last year, I came back from Goliath with an ear infection, um, and so I was a little anxious about that, and, you know, and of the fact that I was also at the tail end of a cold. Um, so, yeah, anything with water makes me nervous. Uh, not be- not because I can't swim, but because I am always uh thinking about uh coming back with some sort of an infection and so if you look at the picture of me on the slide, it's really funny. I have my legs spread out on the edges trying to slow myself down with my feet. I learned from jet. <laughs> I've got a hand on my nose and one hand on my ear because I'm trying to hold on to everything, and you know, so that I don't with water, and you know, in places that I don't want it to go. So that did worked, it work, well, Harry? Did that it work? It did work. Oh, it did. Yeah.
5: <laughs> See, now there's I a wouldn't... reason. There's a reason you don't want yeah. water in your ear, though, right?
3: Yeah. Why? Well, uh, my whole life, I've had a perforated eardrum. Um, my my left eardrum is perforated, and so. I'm prone to um, ear infections. Oh, I have yeah. that's very careful. That's very painful.
1: And, you know, the way the water, this is no joke. I, I know that people were saying, plug your nose. I didn't hear it because I guess I was so hyped about getting across the plank because <laughs> going across the plank leads you to the slide where you sit down and you're going down this two-story slide. You're going so fast. I didn't hear people go, plug your nose, plug your nose. So, And I used to have a pool when I was a teenager. So I loved swimming and diving and jumping in and catamalling from the roof of our house. Never in my life have I entered a body of water and had so much freaking muddy water shoot up my nose. It felt like somebody had a hose, two hoses to my nostrils. And it it, it kind of pissed me off. When I got out, I was like, what the hell was that? It felt... Horrible. I mean, luckily, knock on wood, I haven't had an infection or anything from it. But, yeah, I could see your 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 hesitation and, you know, not wanting to hit that so hard.
3: But there's, uh, you know, our other newbie team member is in the chat room, Chuck.
1: Yes, we're waiting for him to call in because we got some questions yeah. for Chuck, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, Chuck, Chuck was um, a real dark horse. He, he was the guy that all throughout was saying to me, uh, "I, you know, I'm having real trouble with cardio, I'm not a runner, I never run. And he was there every single step of the way through. And, and that yep. was a hard run as well. I mean, like you said, the the hills were very steep going up, but crazy steep going down. I mean, yeah. That, that's as much of a challenge as the uphill, just, just trying try not to end up on your face on the way down those hills. And, you know, Chuck was a trooper, man. Every step of the way he was uh, fighting.
1: And hills, man, those little pits, you know, there they were dirt pits where they were dug, you'd go over one mound of dirt, and then you'd go down into this pit that sets you up to climb the next mound of dirt. And then each successive pit would get deeper so so by, by like like with the third pit you you're running, you gotta run downhill to try to get some momentum to come up the other side. It's
4: insane. Those are ridiculous. <clears throat> but actually I think my least favorite obstacle was the downhill. Oh. Just a straight downhill. Because it's like once you start going it's really hard to stop yourself. <laughs> and you can slip. There
1: were
2: yeah,
4: a and, lot
1: of leaves and such to slip on. And,
4: and also I think my left foot was a little sore already because that's my stopping foot when going downhill on the skateboard
2: (laughs) (laughs) no we have to keep
4: doing a pop 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 on that foot all the time um but yeah i liked all the other stuff i didn't like the hill so much
1: yeah but you know i'm glad at least they warned you this time this is very hilly course and you're going okay i'm not going to take it for granted but then when andrea who lives in tennessee uh, she, uh, our teammate who lives there and who had done the, the Warrior Dash last year, I said, "So, what's the worst part about this? What do we got to watch out for at the beginning of the course?" And she said, "The hills." And I went, "Damn it!" You know, that was <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I didn't want to hear. But you know what? They they weren't so bad. We were doing okay on the hills.
4: Man. No one,
1: no one vomited.
4: Your your playlist helped. <gasps>
1: <laughs> That's oh, right. that was awesome. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> That's right. We bought, for anybody who knows what a jam box is, we had a mini jam box. with this. And when I told Bug this, I said, you know, I'm going to bring music. He looked at me like, are you freaking insane? You know what kind of muddy? I said, I'm going to put them in Ziploc bags. I'm going to carry them when there's not mud. And when it's muddy, I'll just hand them off to somebody who's who's already done with, which is what we did. So we brought a mini jam box, we created a Warrior Dash 2015 playlist, had a lot of uh, hardcore music on it, some inspirational stuff, and uh, people were running by us going, thanks for the music, I'm going to hang out with you guys, you know, and um, I, I, it helped me, it helped me when, when I was going up the hill and I was like, I hate this, oh, it's cool, we got <laughs> Queen, we got Queen playing, or we got, who do we have on M&M. the M&M. don't
3: know, Just, Rock, rock. And let me tell you, that was awesome. I remember, because I was slightly new, listening to the music, and I thought it was the Warrior Dash had piped music somewhere. And I'm like, where the hell is this, where's this music coming from? And I turn around, and you guys are all like, you know, I, I don't know, like the badass is coming up the hill in a line with music going. It was like a scene from a movie. It was so funny, but it was so awesome, too.
4: This. Music is coming out of Bugs' ass.
1: Ass word, yeah. <laughs> a musical. You know, <laughs> see, and that's the thing. You know what? Anybody listening in right now, if you're going, these guys sound crazy or they sound fun. Because we are. We are. This fit welcomes anybody to join the team. And here's the thing. Never has anyone joined the team and went, wow, these guys are assholes. Hey, everybody always <laughs> leaves going, I love these people. They, And then everybody stays in touch. And and it's a pretty cool thing. It's it's a great group to be a part of. So if you're listening, join us because I know they got another one lined up already, probably somewhere or thinking about it, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we still have to hit that hundred thousand dollar mark, don't we?
4: <laughs> Holy
1: crap! Yeah.
3: <laughs> when
1: does the, I mean, are we going to do? Are we? Are we trying to do a Southern Cal one in? What is it, 2017? Are we going to skip 2016 or are we going to try to do one in 2016 too?
3: That's a good question.
1: (laughs) Yeah. See, you know, I'm putting it on the spot because can you believe it? I'm actually saying I really want to do (laughs) it. I want to have something because, you know what, once you know it's coming up and you know you got to start training, you know, or just keep yourself training all year long, then it's nothing when you do it. And I think... That we have another... Uh,
2: they're,
4: just, they're just listening Oh, right
1: someone's now. listening in the chat room. Okay, we're waiting for Chuck yeah. to... If, so, Chuck, whenever you're... You're in the chat room right now, whenever you... uh,
4: yeah. Make sure you press 1 if yeah. you want to talk. If, you if you you're talk, hanging yeah. out in the chat room and you haven't pressed 1, we're just going to think you're lurking.
1: <laughs> Lurking's okay. We don't mind. Um, so but yeah.
3: Know, Chuck, Chuck is a great... Uh, Mike Simon... Um, Having never done this before, um, you guys have been, uh, you know, part of this team from from day one, really, Uh, Bug, um, Beck, and Rock, and many others. We have sort of this family that's been doing it every year, but the new people, uh, Chuck and Simon, I'm always interested in, you know, what they found challenging, how they prepared, what what misconceptions they had and how they walked away from it after. Because, you know, I'm recruiting and I'm selling it, like I'll be selling it again now. Um, is one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, Yep. But it's because of the team, it's because of you guys, honestly, that it is just a great, fun experience um from their fundraising. The things that I saw people do for fundraising were so creative. I mean Andrea agreed to take a pie in the face for every hundred dollars that she raised
4: and awesome. and she got
3: a pie. She got a pie in the face <laughs> because that was so <laughs> was so fun and funny. Um and of course old school started us off on the fundraising front um six months ago and he started dressing up, doing cosplay, dressing up, and working out in different superhero uh, costumes, including um, the Frozen Disney princess. Oh, right! Was, <laughs> <laughs> Did you remember that? He made a thousand dollars because he was willing to, you know,
1: dress as Elsa.
3: Yeah, Elsa. Yeah, and and I mean everybody sort of approached the fundraising a little differently, I think. And it was really neat to see what people were willing to do and um, how aggressive uh, people could be and still be very playful. Yeah, yeah. You, so. guys, you guys make this awesome.
1: Oh, and speaking of more teammates, we've got, we can bring Chuck on. I think this is Chuck. Is it Chuck? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> there he
6: <is. laughs> Hey, Chuck. I dialed and one and I'm not lurking anymore.
1: <laughs> and, and you know,
2: How's everybody Chuck,
6: tonight?
1: Doing good. Chuck did this Warrior Dash. It was his birthday. What a way to spend your birthday, right? My twenty fifth. Twenty
6: fifth.
1: And holding. There you go.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
6: hope everybody's doing good tonight.
1: Doing really well because I, you know, I miss you guys, and and at least talking about this makes me feel like I'm reliving it again because it was it was amazing. It was. Like she just said, it's it's a, you know, for me, it was like probably if someone goes, When did you feel the healthiest? This is right up there with my top five days that I've ever felt the healthiest in my life because it felt so good. There was so much good energy, you know, that day. True. So True. right down True. to the it end. Got, yeah.
6: Yeah. I took so much away from it. I, I came back and, uh, Denise, I think I've talked to you about this. I'm I'm actually planting a seed here in, in, in the Carolinas. We are establishing a team and you know, I I just don't want to wait to do something good for Saint Jude. So so we're actually gonna go up to North Carolina and do a run in June. Uh, oh, that's awesome? Isn't that up, putting awesome? a team together and, and going and doing <sighs> that. So uh, anybody that wants to join, feel free to hit me up. <laughs> wow.
1: In June, that's awesome.
3: Mm. Right so, outside do you of Lake Norman. June?
6: Excuse me. I'm
3: sorry. Do you have the um the date for the June team? It's Ju-
6: yes, it it's 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 Saturday, June fourth. And uh, 4th. <laughs> uh <laughs> okay. I'm 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 in the process now of putting a team together to represent uh Saint Jude's and raise some more money. Please. Can't sit Bye on again. our butts for too long.
1: That's eight months.
6: That's
1: a that's not bad. That's
3: 8 months from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the wheels
6: are turning. That's <laughs> terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Delta.com. <laughs>
3: so Chuck, going into this, um what what were you thinking prior I mean, you have never met any of our team members. You you saw me do a recruiting video uh you know, many months ago, talking about the event and, and training and all that stuff. Um, from where you started in making the decision to join this team of people that you've misfits, that you never met before, to where you are now, what,
6: what's... Well, it was an immediate right. decision. I, I I saw it and I said, you know what, this is so far out of the box from anything I've ever done before. Uh, of course, I work out, but I'm like you. I'm more of an anaerobic workout than a than an aerobic workout. So that was a challenging end of it for me is getting the cardio down. It's it's something I'm not used to, and it's something I dread. It's something we do on a semi weekly basis, <laughs> bi weekly, basis, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, as little as we can get by, but. You know, hopping on a plane, flying to Nashville, and meeting a bunch of people that I know absolutely nothing about um, was so far out of the box from anything I've ever done. But it was it was the most rewarding thing I've ever done uh, in, in 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 hindsight. Uh, meeting people from California, New York, Simon, you rocked it, man. Uh, everybody rocked. Jeanette, Greg, Denise. Uh, I might be from what was it? Uh, straight out of Memphis, Mr. Richard, Barbara, uh, the whole so. <laughs> everybody was fantastic, and uh, I, I, I just I keep coming back here and telling people that money can't buy the experience I had, mm. and that's the now, easy you know, way I must I say as, as well. It.
0: Uh, I, and any time I've been involved in anything to do with. <clears throat> this kind of community and this kind of outreach work. Every single person I've met has been awesome, and you know. And, and I always approach it thinking, you know, I don't know anyone. I'm kind of introverted. Do I really want to do this? And <laughs> never regret for a second. Uh, you know, any of the experiences, it's, it's been awesome.
6: I'm still waiting to get a copy of that single you cut at it. uh, Third Man Record. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, ah. Yeah. Well, you know what, you guys? I'm wondering. I've got a list of the uh, the the obstacles here, and I don't know if you guys remember. You know, if I say the name of them, if you guys could give. I thought it'd be kind of fun, and it wouldn't take too much time. If you give me one word <laughs> that comes to mind when you hear the obstacle, would that be cool?
6: <laughs> I don't remember a damn one of them, to be, to, to be right, quite frank it with you. It, it, it was. I remember Goliath, and I remember, as Simon was talking about earlier, the young girl that, that broke her ankle
2: on the I backside
6: of, of one obstacle. Other than that, they all ran together for me. I mean, it was just <laughs> like, let's go do this, bam, here goes the fire, and at the end, we're like, is that the end of it? Let's go do it again.
1: I know. Yeah. At the end, we're going. Oh, that's the last one. And I, I don't think I've ever approached something. Go, that's the last one. You know, usually it's like, please God, where is the last one?
2: You we know? did.
6: I looked at I, I looked at Simon and I said, that's the end. Get the tutus running. We're chasing them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, three of us did the the race in tutus. I, you know, the novelty is great, but I got to tell you, my tutu was too long. I will never. Flip and do one and a tutu that long. I, I, if it's shorter, yeah, maybe. But I would start to crawl on my my tutu at one point, going, "I hate this damn thing." Uh, but but here 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 here's one. I, you know, and if you want to answer, you can. You don't you don't have to if you know. But we'll start with the the hills. The hill
6: Oh, I remember the hill. I remember it right? quite so well.
1: Right. Give me give me one word. We'll start with a specter. When oh, you think of the hill?
0: Oh, <laughs> You know, I sprinted up that hill. I got about three quarters of the way up feeling great, and then I gasped. And I was done. Dead.
1: Okay, how about you, Chuck? One word to describe what you felt with the hill.
6: The FCC is not listening, are they?
1: <laughs> we swear on this show it's okay. <laughs>
6: Bitch. There
1: you go.
6: <laughs> I hit the tree line, turned in the corner. I looked at Simon and said, hell, I made it, and he said, look, and we still had Hill to go back behind the tree line, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs>
2: How
1: about you, Miss Fitz? Murder. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. How about you, White Scorpion? Oh,
5: shit. How about me, what?
1: <laughs> I mean, give me give me one word the, the first word you think of When you think of the hills Easy Wow You know oh, what Shut right.
5: up Easy <laughs> Easy
2: Wrong Did, did, did con- somebody just say con- easy
5: Yeah that Let me so put that great. in context Let me put that in context um, This is the first time We trained Exclusively on hills yeah, You know sure. Because we'd run on 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 uh, ground in the past And um, I I I don't Want to Easy as an exaggeration But uh, The hills felt It it felt good To run the hills You know
3: I think your word Really should be Ready Yeah
5: No you pick your own (laughs) word You
3: you felt You felt You felt ready And I I, You know I think that
5: You don't know what I felt
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay <laughs> okay. That's so
1: now. Uh, all right, Bug. How about you?
4: Uh, one word.
1: Yeah, one just one. Better be a good one.
4: <laughs> eh.
1: Eh, just eh. Oh God, he and Greg. Okay. Well, we
4: we train together, and I I gotta say I got used to doing hilly type stuff he did. going from the city every day anyway. So Yeah,
1: San nice. Francisco's got a lot of hills, so for if, him
4: it's if, nothing. If next year were a word, I would say that.
1: You would say, Oh,
4: good. I I'm saying next year we're, we're gonna run. Rock and I are going for time.
1: Okay. Oh nice. all right. I, I really love that.
2: Oh idea. nice. You let, know what? let me I write love that, that down. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, can we discuss it all? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I I, won't, for time. For time. <laughs> I I won't
1: I won't do all of them, but I'll just throw a couple more out how about um do you guys remember Alcatraz that floating uh it was a floating cargo net with with flotation devices um Ooh, in the mid- in the middle of a little of, of a little lake type of thing
6: Completely so what, remember that
1: you remember that well give me a word absolutely.
6: for absolutely cold. the water was the water was chilly it
1: was it was what about you Specker?
6: oh fun I loved that one
0: I was uh, I was getting a little warm before that and uh, I not only loved uh, getting so so Alcatraz was basically swimming out to this floating cargo net crap and then climbing on it running along a little bit and then basically jumping off the other end but I I, you know, I I just really enjoyed it. It was like a little little break in a swimming pool, a bit of splashing around. It was fun.
6: Simon, <laughs> 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 you're so cool. I know,
0: right? <laughs> I try. What
3: about you, what about you Misfit? I, you know, uh, the water makes me nervous, but I thought that was fun. I thought that was fun.
1: That was. That was. How about you, Greg, uh, White Scorpion? Uh,
5: you know what? I, I got to... Bounce this one back to Misfit again, actually, because I want you to tell him about your experience in a different pool of water on a different. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah.
1: Screw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what
5: she's going to tell you. Tell, tell them about than the I. hard, uh, the, the really cold pool, the one that was filled with uh, oh,
3: the shipping container
5: filled with ice. Ooh.
3: Okay, now that's now that's no joke. Mm-hmm. That um, that that container, I don't know how much ice they had in it. But um, it took my breath away. I mean, literally, I thought I was going to, uh, I was i was hyperventilating. I thought I was going to have a heart attack in that water. It was so cold that I tried to escape uh, out from the side of that container. The thought of trying to go forward, I was, I was, I didn't think I had it in me. <laughs> and poor, poor white scorpion, he was just, in the water, trying to get me to go forward, and I was trying to escape from the size. <laughs> wow!
1: Wow! See, you know, it I don't like cold. Took my
3: breath away. And mm-hmm. you know, the thing about that particular um, that particular event and that obstacle was that you know, you know, when you get into water and you get in waist deep, or you know, you, they tell you, I think, to put your wrist inside cold water. And once the temperature around your wrist get used to it, then slowly you can continue to submerge your body. And then it's your neck and your head that are very sensitive to heat. We were forced to submerge ourselves in that um, container twice, so we had to go under um and then come up and of course you know when you hit really cold water you come up and you're gasping and you can't breathe and you know what that's like well then so you're gasping i I thought i was going to need a defibrillator and then i was supposed to go down again and i just couldn't bear the thought of submerging myself again and that's, that's when i tried to escape but i couldn't and i was forced to do it but that was that was no joke
1: yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, hell no,
3: hell no, that, yeah.
1: no I, I couldn't have done that, That's when I hear your story, I'm going, ah, uh, it, it makes me stiffen up from cold just hearing it, so yeah, yeah. no way.
4: Makes me feel like a wuss.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you are. My,
4: my word was going to be, uh, well, Chuck already took cold, my word was going to be motherfucker, <laughs> because... <laughs> I had just jumped in. I didn't even jump in. I was just wading into the water. I'm like, oh, there's a little cold. And just as I said it, some dude, I, I didn't even know if it was someone on our team. Someone, I don't think so. Someone ran by me right next to me and was just like, whoosh, just this huge wake. And I was just completely splashed. Oh,
3: God. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> thinking right it's, as
4: it happened. I'm like, motherfucking.
6: <laughs> did anybody notice the kid that did anybody notice the kid that decided to dive off the back side of it? No.
1: no. What oh. happened to oh, that yeah.
6: person? Oh yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. He was okay, but he was a little uh he was a little stunned when he came out of the water. I'm not yeah. but that's blessed. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that could
1: have been a spine <laughs> crush right there. <laughs> dumb? Wasn't There no diving should have been. He actually, okay, how-
6: he actually got up on the back side of it and dived off.
1: Okay, well, here's. Um, I, I'm only going to ask you about two more. So what do you think of those trenches, the ones that you had to crawl through?
6: They, they were fun. You
1: thought they those were, were good? Yeah? Yeah, fun. How about, how about you guys? Anybody else have a a word that sticks out in their head?
0: I think, yeah. uh, ouch, <laughs> my fucking knees. Were <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: oh, an agony, that thing. My knees were going... I still have little tiny bruises from, from all the, the the rocks, you know, there.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was going to be but my w- major complaint. Not a specific obstacle, but dealing with the hydrating pack, the phones, <laughs> and the speaker for every single obstacle. I, I forgot about that. Next yeah. year, it was fun to have the music, but I'm going to pare down at least one of those things. <laughs> cuz that on the tr- everything else was fine i'm like well i can hand this off to somebody but for the trenches there was nobody there there's no one really supervising so you you had to crawl so through the to, trenches i just with had it. Two whole, cell phones uh, yeah.
1: a water thing on your back <laughs> oh a water God. pack on your back and, and the um, the uh, <laughs> oh mini jam box thing Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh white
2: next story, year yeah, i got a next I gotta, year you get right
5: yeah rock would you uh Rock and bug, would you guys recommend to people in the future that they bring uh two, three cell phones plus a boom box with them on this one?
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know I think I think you turned to us at one point and went, I don't think I've ever seen anyone bring so many appliances to a right. <laughs> to a <laughs> run, run. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I would suggest don't yeah. But you
4: know, we got some great shots.
1: Uh, you know Our phones are fine and, and we got yeah. some great shots
5: and stuff. so Oh, I
4: still owe you the footage, Greg. Yeah, I mean, you need yeah, to give yeah. that I, You
1: know what? You, you took the
5: word right out of my mouth. I was going to Can you. Got, okay, you owe me you my guys belt. are
4: such a crack
1: up.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, look, I got to ask you guys one more because it, it probably was one of my least favorites. Um, it was called the uh, pipeline, it was the cargo net pipeline. Remember that? It went up, mm-hmm. it dipped down, and then came back up again. What did you guys give me a word for that?
4: That was awesome.
3: <laughs> of course,
1: Spider Man thinks it's awesome. <laughs> I thought
3: that was fun too. Yeah, yeah, you would. You're small. You're. <laughs> yeah, the little
4: people like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, is I that the
6: one that we little. crawl through the netting?
2: Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. It, it was I 30. did
6: that one backwards, and it worked very, very well till I got to the changeover, and and I got caught on my lower back, and I had to figure out how I was going to turn over and and get uh, up the other side. So that one was a little challenging, right in the middle of it. But yeah, um, right other, uh, yeah. other than that, yeah, 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 you know, just that transition was. Um,
5: I, I thought the middle was the hardest too, Jeff. Um, yeah, I I went up on my, you know on my hands and knees and then flipped over at the transition, but it wasn't easy. And, um, I gotta say, that's the one obstacle I took on when I wished I wasn't wearing a kilt.
1: <laughs> Me too. Me too. Tutu. I, I was swearing at my tutu the whole time. Cause you were crawling on it, right? Your knees were hitting your,
5: your kilt. Oh yeah. I was, I was stepping on it. Yeah. yeah. I was tripping. Yeah. I was tripping on it all the way up. I had to like inch my way up because I couldn't, uh, couldn't crawl up it effectively without stepping on, uh, yeah, stepping on the edge of the kilt. You know what that, I did? and that that was uh, that we was the second. What's that?
0: I was going to say. I think there were a few obstacles where we were quite uh, concerned about you wearing a kilt.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> stepping on the kilt wasn't my my main concern. For it, it was just the fact that I was flashing everybody below.
2: <laughs> <The second laughs>
6: <problem>, I <right>? Simon, <laughs> that's <laughs> when we were worried about it, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you
1: ever because this? Why is were the you hanging year. out here at the
6: bottom, then, Simon? Well,
1: you know, you know why. <laughs> this is the fourth year though that you did that. Are you going to wear a kilt again next year?
5: Uh, yeah, sure. Why not?
1: There should be a special prize for people yeah. who wear kilts.
4: You got Seriously. a shout out from a, from some other guys that ran by us. They're like, "Yeah, kilts." Yeah. Remember oh yeah, guys? yeah.
1: That's right.
5: Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Would be crazy enough to do that. You know?
5: <laughs> yeah, those guys—they sell the kilts at the Warrior Dash too, but they're like these little flimsy, uh, you know, kind of candy ass quilts. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Here, one thing I wanted to ask everybody because it's important. If anyone's listening, going, "Man, I don't know if I want to do one of these," or maybe I absolutely want to do one of these. What did you guys learn from this? From this particular one?
3: Chuck, Simon.
0: Man, you know Simon. um, it, it was a big lesson in just, uh, and and it's something I try to follow anyway. But it was it was a continuation of the lesson of if you if you're offered an opportunity, it's pretty much a good idea just to say yes and do it, <laughs> no matter how bingo. many questions at the time, because it's going to be a hell of a journey.
6: Bingo, bingo, yeah.
0: bingo.
1: That's gotta be encouraging for you, Miss Pitt, because those are two new people on the team.
3: It it is well it is. You know, I uh every year I'm very enthusiastic about this. But and I, I said it many times, Rock, you, Bug, uh, Richard, Barbara, all of our team, Jet, Old School, all of our team make this experience so much fun and so rewarding on so many levels that I don't really know how to convey that. And I must have done something right because Simon signed up and Chuck signed up, um, but, you know, to hear it come from other people and to know that it's not just a fantasy in my own head, um, that that this really is as rewarding uh, and as much fun as I think it is, is so cool. And to know, Chuck, that you're already – you're already plotting and, you know, you're you're committed to doing more for the hospital and that was an experience all its own Um, and that you're going to be doing this with another team of people in the Carolinas and and sharing this with other people is just so cool to me. So, uh, very rewarding.
6: Yeah, it's too special not to plant a seed somewhere else. You know, yeah. the, the the experience in, in actually touring the hospital was probably yeah. the most emotional thing that I've done in, in quite some time. I mean, it was, it was short of life-changing. And I want yeah. to come back and, and just, just to sit idle for another 12 months, when I can go make, plant a seed somewhere else and watch the numbers grow, I'm, I'm willing to do that. It won't be as much fun as Nashville was, but it will be fun. I promise.
3: Definitely. Well, you
1: know what? I'll, I'll come back to that question for you know. What did you learn for everybody? But can we can we talk about that because Specter, um, Bug, and I didn't get to go to the um, to St. Jude's with you guys. And would you guys mind talking about that experience for a little bit? Because that, after all, that is what what we all went there for. You know, we all. Did the fundraising for was for this particular charity now everybody's quiet is cool. <laughs> and who wants wants to, to tell us a little bit about the hospital visit for saint Jude's
6: Hospital It was so eye opening you know to walk in a hospital and to think that you can be in somewhere like that that uh for th- we were there what three hours. Mm-hmm. Pl- close to three hours, uh, and uh walk around and see smiles on people's face. Not only the employees there, but the patients there. I mean that, that was so it it, it it just tugged at me like, how do they do this? I mean this this is not the norm. This is not the way I know life. I know life as being a struggle and being, you know, anytime you walk in a hospital or an emergency room or any anywhere you see people in despair, but people there look relieved and they genuinely care, and that 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 was huge. And and when I heard the numbers of what it took for them to operate, day, and I know a little bit. I've, I've actually ordered a book online or of, of of Danny Thomas's life, and I want I, I want to learn more about exactly how that that hospital was planted and it just when we think about the big picture of that we think that it would be impossible in today's society i mean we really do when when you look at it it's it's so massive that it's hard to comprehend but when you go there and you see exactly how the operation takes place it's it's short of amazing you know there's there's still good out there you know um yeah. I hear horror stories every day. I talk to a buddy of mine, a, a, a male friend of mine that was diagnosed with breast cancer and has just finished chemotherapy and radiation. And when he talks to me about the bills he's got, it just astounds me that you can mm-hmm. go through the punishment of your body of what I know that he went through and still, from a financial end of it, have to put up with the thousands. In fact, th- he'll never pay that bill off. You know, and he had a good job, you know. I mean, it, 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 it's just his portion of what he's got to pay for drugs that uh, are $30,000 a shot or an injection. And, and uh, to think that there's somewhere there that that accepts children, gives them the best of care, and and the family sits there and has the assurance of, hey, we really don't have to pay for anything here. It's just
3: astounding. hmm Wow, well, yeah, I, that, is, that is so well said. Uh, yeah, Chuck, you know, uh, for for me, uh, there's a certain amount of anxiety going into um, going to the hospital, um, because we're talking about life-threatening disease. We're talking about um, terminal cancer in many cases, and but when we walked in and I saw kids of all ages from all over, not just here in the U.S., but from all over, every walk of life, toddlers, kids being kids, if there was something to climb, they were climbing it. Um, There were a lot of smiles. There was was laughter and joy and singing and just mind-boggling to watch these children who are sick, just very focused on being kids, so I had so much hope when I left there. I just left there with just this incredible feeling of hope um, the The thing that that saddened me because there was two parts was uh, I saw the fear and I saw the pain in the parents. That's where I saw the sadness and the and the fear um when when you when you look at, you know, a parent coming in with their child, and there were lots, of lots of traffic in and out. Uh, and I didn't really want to stare or anything like that. I did feel and I did sense um, what the parents must go through. The, the, you know, the child is a child. They want to play. They want to have fun. They want to climb. And that's their focus. But the parent knows what's going on. And that's where the fear sits, and I got both of those things. Um, But above all else, I walked away with a sense of hope, and um, that's what I will work off of.
6: Yeah, and and that goes back to what Bradley was saying, and I can't remember the the specific type of cancer, but when they started, uh, St. Jude, one particular childhood cancer, it might have been an adolescent cancer, had a 4% survival rate. Now they're up to a 94% cure rate for wow. this one particular type of cancer. And when you think about that, with all the type of cancers out there, I mean, you you can't help but, but put a smile on your face as to what this yeah. organization's doing. And uh, for the day I die, I'm going to stand behind them and do everything that I can do to help them uh because it was such an impossible it seemed like an impossible feat for what you know when we really sit back and we really think about we're going to create a hospital we're going to have kids come we're going to treat them for cancer we're going to do this research and nobody's ever going to get a bill you know in, in 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 our country we we would laugh about that if somebody said that in today's world but yet it's happening there at St. Jude, and I I think that that is extremely special. Absolutely.
1: And then you said Danny Thomas, because I love Danny Thomas and his daughter Marlo. They started St. Jude. I knew they were involved with, uh, you know, just charity stuff
6: when he was up. yeah. Wow. Um, I didn't
1: know
2: that. And I think,
6: well, I I can't wait to dive a little bit deeper into it, but from the the story I gather and... uh, uh, misfit, correct me if I'm wrong, and uh, Spectre do do the same. But um, Danny Thomas was pretty much a destitute at, at one time in his life, and uh, he prayed to God that if that if God would would show him the way, that that he would make sure that he did good in the world, and he prayed this prayer to a uh, Roman Catholic cardinal. My big question going in was, why Memphis, Tennessee? Why why was this hospital planted in Memphis, Tennessee? And I didn't even have to ask the question. Our, our tour guide, Bradley, actually uh, gave me the answer to that. Uh, after Danny, Danny Thomas made this prayer, these things started opening up for him. He he started getting different gigs and different productions and things of this nature. And, and the Cardinal looked at him and said, don't forget your promise to God. He said, I want you to go plant this hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. And that's exactly what Dan, Danny Thomas ended up doing. And uh, from there, you know, that's a short story to how San Jude was founded, as I know wow. it.
1: Wow. Wow, that's a, that's, like I said, I've loved Danny Thomas for, well, that's how old I am, but i love Danny Thomas and, and Marlo Thomas for years, and I I had no idea that they, they'd started St. Jude. Um, that's fantastic, and I'm really glad that you guys were able to share what you felt when you were going to the hospital, because the three of us had to leave, um, you know, the day after the race, so we weren't able to join you, and I'll be honest, in a way, I was kind of relieved, because I, I I didn't know if I could handle it, you know <laughs> because you, you you know the the kids I just anytime I see a child that's sick or sad, you know there's there's that part of me that's just instantly caving in, you know wanting to do whatever mm-hmm. I can, and I can't even imagine a sense of hopelessness, so to hear that you had mm-hmm. some hope when you came out, that's so encouraging, you
6: know it makes it all absolutely worth it. and and that was what was so eye opening to me uh other than meeting you guys and, 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 and having the time of my life we all had fun and the different things that we did. But what really sank home was what they're doing there and I was scared to walk into that hospital. I really was. Mm-hmm. When we when we first pulled up I was more nervous about that than the uh than the start of the race. Uh mm-hmm. but like getting in there and and hearing the story is just something that they'll never leave me. I mean, it, it, it'll never leave me. And I was so inspired by the people in there, whether it be the patients, the parents, the, the doctors, or anybody that worked in the hospital. Everybody had a smile on their face. The, the, the only time I heard any, anybody say anything negative in there was we were walking by the video game, and an 11 year or 12-year-old kid was sitting there playing video games with his father. Who The child was a patient, and he looked at his father and said, You're killing my game here. <laughs> you know? so I mean, that was the most negative thing I heard the, the whole time in the hospital. And, well, you know, uh, I, I, I left there just in awe. that yeah. That 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 can actually be done.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's powerful. Um, yeah, and it makes me, honestly, it makes me want to uh, push the fundraising next time even more so because, it, you know, before we do it again, I may do like you're doing, Chuck, and, and learn more about it. And this way the things that people don't know about, like, like when Greg put up that... Um, the statistics about how much it costs for certain treatments. And then he broke down, right, Greg, you broke down how much, uh, how many lives were probably affected by the amount that we raised. That made it, that yeah. made it more real. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That, that was just a sort of a rough estimate, just to put it in some kind of context, but it's a, uh, they estimate they cost a thousand dollars a chemo treatment and, um, you know, by that number, by the fact that we've raised, like, over $75,000, that's enough for, like, full six-month rounds of treatment for, you know, maybe five or six kids. So, Wow.
1: Fantastic. You know, you get
5: it. Good use of that yeah. money.
1: Yeah. So that, that will be, I think, the driving force uh, behind – my fundraising next time is is let me let me put out these numbers so in something more tangible where we can understand, you know what's going on with them. So, um, but you know we're looking at the clock, going how did I do this? How did we do this? It's already two two minutes to go, two minutes left, Specter.
0: That's what we got. <laughs> I know, right? And <clears throat> I must admit, while we were all being a little uh, <laughs> a little heartfelt about everything at the beginning of the race, there was a guy, uh, real typical alpha male, alpha male, <laughs> who said, um, "He said, you, you guys are entering this race as strangers, but you're going to leave it as brothers and sisters.'" And uh, I don't know about anyone else who ran that race on that day, but certainly for the team that we ran with, that that was how I felt coming away.
6: You know, it was amen, beautiful. amen. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
1: Yep. yep yep see that's why if you're listening right now you need to join the team because you you would have such a good time you would do so much good and and who doesn't like playing in the mud come on playing in the mud man <laughs> but uh we've got 90 seconds left with that i'd like to direct you guys to the website because they're still taking donations you know um and it all goes to st jude it's active hyphen dash flat whatever hyphen dash ism dot com active dash ism dot com and we'll put it up on the website like we always do um but check that out all the team names are there and you can still donate and find out more about it and then um you know it's and you see really cool pictures and probably video as soon as we get it over to greg but um i want to thank our our guests um chuck and Misfit and White Scorpion, thank you so much for coming on because, you know, it, the experience wouldn't have been the same without your, your input. I want to thank my co-host, and I want to thank Bug for manning the
0: board. And I'm mm. going to turn
1: it over to you, Specter, to take us out.
0: Oh, man, and, you know, before I do, I'm going to do something stupid again, but I'm going to volunteer to <laughs> uh, head down to North Carolina to do Absolutely. the... Absolutely.
6: Uh, do- oh, No shit. Uh, no shit. <laughs> I was going to nail your Uh-oh. ass on that anyway. <laughs> there we go. Carolina. <laughs>
2: Carolina, here we come.
6: What yeah. was the number in Tennessee? 4472. Did I hear that right, Spector?
1: 4472.
6: Is that what he <laughs> raised? There you go. Yep,
1: 4472. Right. <laughs> we will be right that what is that that's too loud somebody's jumping the gun we're we're, we're off the air um, but it still records so that when you hear the archive it's the show is still going on but thank you you guys and we want to say have a good night and uh, join the team get in touch with everybody through active com. so love you guys
3: love you thank you
0: good night everyone thank
1: you good night
3: everybody
2: Love you.
3: Woo! Bye-bye. Bye-bye.